Hello, and welcome to the Unique CPA with your host, Randy Crabtree. We're committed to creating a thriving community of accounting professionals who are physically and mentally healthy, fulfilled, and energized by their work. Our ultimate goal is to elevate the reputation of the accounting profession and vastly improve the lives of those in it. The Unique CPA is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Dan Hood. Uh, This is not Dan's first time on the show. I think we're at number three now, but that's because he is such a great guest. So looking forward to today. Dan, uh, you all know, but Dan is editor-in-chief of Accounting Today. He also hosts the Accounting Today podcast. And coming up for year number two, the Growth Forum Conference, which will be May 21st and 22nd of 24 in San Diego, which I will be at and looking forward to it. Dan, welcome to the Unique CPA again. I'm just saying thanks for having me back. I'm psyched. At some point, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be on every episode, just lurking in the background. You know, I could I could be your Andy Richter. I could be your 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 uh, your Ed McMahon. We need that. That's a great call. Yeah. Let's let's go. You know what? I think we make a pretty good team. We need to think about that. All right, um, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like the Andy Richter, uh, Ed McMahon. You you did multiple generations there too. And the, I'll throw this out. I, we're already the digressions are coming fast and furious. Andy Richter <laughs> played a CPA on a TV show. Uh, his TV show. He was a CPA. That was his character. And they actually reached out to us like because they were like, can we have copies of accounting today on his desk? And, you know, what would we really? need to do? Yeah. He was a tax preparer and a and, CPA. And was that called Andy or something? I kind of remember it was, it. it was Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Okay. And it lasted for like name. six episodes. It did not uh, did not do terribly well. but He is funny, though. All right. So we're going to work on that. <laughs> and they, they actually, they got accounting well. I mean, they understood it. They had a whole uh, thing about tax season. That they, and they were... They understood the the world. They knew the life. So they'd done their research. Were they putting a, a a negative spin on tax season at all, which we see a lot of people do? Or well, I would say they were putting an accurate spin on tax season. <laughs> Let's put it that. Yeah, right. he was busy. He was working late. So all right, all right. I'm going to have to go watch those six episodes. Uh, <laughs> anything with the name with accountant theme or accountant in it? You know, we all as accountants, we all had to watch Ben Affleck and the in the accountant. Exactly. Got to support. And then what was there? There was a, there was, I think it was even maybe a BBC show. Uh, was it BBC? There was some kind of sitcom out there about people working in an accounting firm. I never saw it. Is that something you heard of or no? No, I got to look it up. That's cool. Wait, you're the trivia guy. You're supposed to know these things. So I come well, on English. you for this. I, you know, I'm, I'm strictly <laughs> North American trivia. So. Okay. All right. Well, I might be wrong too on the BBC end. All right. Let's, let's get back on track here. Um, we had a topic. We did. I think we do have a topic. So, so, and I will set the stage. We are going to talk today about the importance of community, the importance of getting together as a profession, as professionals, the importance of being able to rely on each other and help each other, all that kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll see where the tangents go because we will have tangents for sure. But this one just came to me this morning, and you and I talked briefly before we started recording, but. Honestly, everything seemed to change for me and the importance of the profession and all these things that happened when I started hosting the Unique CPA podcast, which is almost four and a half years ago now. And so, and you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. I'm not saying you're older than me. I'm just saying you've been doing it longer than me. <laughs> and, and so I thought, let's just have a discussion around 
what podcasting at the beginning has done for, you know, what we feel is done for us personally and what we think it helps, you know, maybe others in the profession. You know, when did the unique, and the unique, that's mine, when did Accounting Today podcast start? Uh, I think just about five years ago. So oh, we're wow. not, we've been doing on and off podcasts for, for a long time, maybe as long as 10 years, but it hadn't been a formal thing. It was sort of whenever we had, you know, someone we were talking to, but sort of more formally, I'd say five or six years ago. So not that much oh, older wow. than, than Unique CPA. So. All right. And then for me personally, the podcast has just built this you know, community, community will probably say a lot today that I never would have been part of, never met half these people that more than half that I know today, which for me is extremely important that, that I've been able to develop these friendships and community with people. Do you see some similar? Has podcasting you know, changed you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's that uh, those relationships are amazing. And you wouldn't think it because you're like, well, it's a uh, it's such a technological thing, right? We get on a, a virtual call and we, you know, uh, talk through screens and everything like that. And then it all gets sent out as a digital file that people listen alone in their car or while they're working out and stuff like that. You wouldn't think that it would create that connection, but it really does. Part of it is for us as hosts, right? You're, you're in people's ears. You're literally like, they're alone with you when they're listening to you in many cases, right? It's not a communal activity, yeah. um, but they're sort of your voices in their ears and, and people talk like, I listen to you all the time. And you're like, I don't talk to you all the time. And then you're like, no, actually, I guess I do. I just didn't realize I was talking to you. And so it's neat. It's, it really does create that sort of, and I, you know, I have this way with podcasts that I listen to, the same sort of thing. It's like, you feel like you know the host, you feel a connection to them. Um, but there's also the whole process of just talking to somebody for 20 minutes to 30 minutes in depth on a topic that just creates a little bit of connection, right? As you said, community, right? That feeling of, I know this person, we have a connection. Um, and that's huge for well, for huge for any profession, I think, but for accounting, I think particularly because so much of accountants work is we talk about the client relationship and how important that is and interacting with the clients. But really, most of the time, the work you're doing for clients, they're not there, right? You're alone in your office. Right. Um, you're doing your work on your own. You're not uh, having that communication, that interaction. And so any of that is great. So yeah, the podcast just uh, in terms of opening up my understanding, just basic understanding of of all the issues in accounting, uh, but also creating a lot of relationships with both people I'm interviewing and, and people who are listening. I'm sure you've had the same thing. Oh yeah, for sure. There's many podcasts I point to as like that specific conversation that's such a big impact on me and the direction I've gone for the last four and a half years now that it never would have happened without somebody else suggesting to me that we start a podcast and somehow deciding I should be the one to host it, which I never considered in a million years until they said it. So yeah, it's, it's been big for me personally. I want to ask real quick about yours. You said, you know, for 10 years, maybe doing it overall, but more structured the last five. If I recall correctly, when you first started doing it for the longest time, you actually had people in studio with you. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That was primarily that I think for the first two years or so, that was most of it. We, we would do occasional ones when we really started a lot of them were over the phone. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we started more formally, as you said, you know, that, that five, six years ago, we tried to have everybody into the, uh, only have people into the studio just for, for audio quality. Audio quality has gotten so much better, right. uh, particularly through the pandemic, right? Everyone's got better microphones. Everyone got better. Just the, the, the platforms, right? Zoom, we happen to use uh, uh, Zoom, but it's it's audio quality is much better. There's others. Everyone's improved their quality that way. So, yeah, we used to have it in person. And that was, as you say, that was great to have, uh, have the person there because that in the end is what it is, right? It's all about creating these conversations and talking to people. 
Um, and so even now when we do things over Zoom, uh, every once in a while, our producers would be like, you know, if you want to turn off your camera, that'll help preserve bandwidth. You know, sometimes you're talking to someone in their remote or they're, you know, they're on Wi-Fi in a train station or something like that. Uh, and our producer would say, you know, if you want to turn your camera off. And I'm always want to say, no, 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 don't. I want to be able to see them. I want to see the person I'm talking to just because it's a very different experience to talk about that sort of disembodied voice coming out of a digital speaker. But when you're actually looking and talking to someone, it's a, it creates a very different feel. And I think that that feeling, that conversational feeling translates to even for people, as I said, who are listening in their car or through their, you know, their headphones while they work out, you still get that sense of I'm listening to a real conversation. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's the uh, same thing. Somebody will, will say, I can turn my video off if that helps. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'd like seeing the facial expressions. I like that. Even though we're not together, it feels like we're connected together right mm -hmm. now. And I think that's just such a, I agree with you that I think it actually translates into a different conversation yeah. um, with uh, being able to see each other. So that's important. Let, so let's pivot a little bit. I want to get to some more things on uh, the whole aspect of getting together. That's one reason I asked that question about that. But before we even get to that, there's other forms of now being able to communicate to educate you know podcasting right. isn't the only one you know we've seen you know a bunch of people doing tiktok and and you having their youtube channels and just social media in general from you know twitter i guess x now right. which i don't understand that whole change but that's how <laughs> but that's how i'm not gonna no digress <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And it's not like x.com. It's still twitter.com, isn't it? Or whatever. Yeah, so. the, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's weird. But, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay. But oh man, I can go a hundred different directions yeah. in a second. Be my fifth appearance will be dissecting that why, why it makes no sense. But um <laughs> but so, so, but all the social media and all these platforms, I mean, what have you seen from that? Do you think this has helped? the profession to help the individuals is this an area that that has you know helped community building even through social media and that what have you seen in there absolutely yes i would agree 100 percent. I, I think that that is a uh as you talk about all these things i'm thinking about what, what they're really all all those things are different ways of carrying on a conversation uh within the profession right our podcasts i mean our podcasts are literally conversations uh, but they're also a conversation with the audience and with people out in the profession uh, but social media does the same thing when people send out tiktoks you know debunking weird tax information that's going out in on in other tiktoks right that's a conversation it's a back and forth and it's spreading the word social media same way x uh, conversation you see it all the time when people responding and sharing and responding and, and then keeping going conversation just rolling through in twitter threads um uh, Twitter threads. I can't even call them an X threat, but an X threat. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it sounds you like a superhero. It, there, we're doing X threads. It's the right? X Men threads. Marvel's going to start suing at some point. Um, <laughs> but the uh, all those ways, even blogs, right? I mean, just accounting firm blogs are ways of having conversations that, for a long time, there was no. It wasn't just the accounting profession, but for nobody had ways to have these kind of conversations, right? There weren't that many ways to create a broad conversation, and now we have all this. We have all the different kinds of social media that can be video, and it can be written, and it can be uh, podcasts like we're doing. And then there's all you know the more traditional form, right? Of you know getting together in conferences, getting get together in meetings, getting together for lunch, whatever the case may be, just finding new ways to have conversations within the profession or around the profession, I think is a huge, huge, huge thing for everybody involved. It's just uh, the more we can talk about what we're all doing and what's moving things forward and what's holding us back, I think it's great. Uh, and I think that having all these different ways to do it is great. 
Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, I look at people like, you know, uh, Jason Stats with his uh, social media, you know, network he's created and now a, a platform for people to get together. It's all about people getting together. You create it with social media, but then it expands beyond that. Duke Alexander Moore with his TikTok and his 4 million followers on that. Uh, right. uh, Laura Lynn Wilson and so her that's, TikTok. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. He's all about great correcting. He was, that's why he got on, was to correct all those. It's yep. <laughs> like, oh, the TikTok's full of tax lies and I need to fix that. Right. Oh, yeah. And the same thing, I think Laura Lynn Wilson does the same thing with the uh, TikTok, I think, as well as where she is. And, and so all these things. But then, you know, I probably would not have met any of them without podcast without social media and now i've got to meet all of them but the cool thing is that we go from recognizing people on the podcast and these other mediums to feeling as you mentioned kind of feeling like we know them because you see them so much and you can relate to them and, and, and especially if they're doing something that you know you're passionate about but for me you know we did this we built this community with the unique cpa during the pandemic but then when i got back out to the real world, to conferences, that's where these relationships really blossom. And that's where you really get to know being out and being able to hug somebody at a conference has made such a difference. And so the, one of the things that we really wanted to talk today about was conferences. So we're, we're actually to the subject now, um, but I think we set that up. Um, <laughs> Two to three days later. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was six, uh, six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon or whatever. <laughs> we got to the conference yeah. now. And so from a, a community standpoint, conferences in person, I just don't think you can you can beat it. I think from that standpoint, conferences, I tell people all the time, conferences have changed my life, getting in together with people. And so let's talk about real quick and um, about your conference, because there's a couple things. The Firm Growth Forum, you had it for the first time last year in San Diego. It is going to be again this year in San Diego. Kind of give me the origin of, you know, coming up with this idea and uh, of the conference and sure. did it take a year, two years, six months? And how did it come about? So you sort of you pointed towards some of what what sparked it was that coming out of the pandemic, our sense was that there was an appetite for getting back together, right? Getting back out, traveling, being willing to get together and, and go to professional conferences for all the reasons that I think we're going to get into more deeply in a bit about why they're great, why they're so valuable. As you say, that that personal interaction, seeing people, realizing that people have legs, they actually have, uh, <laughs> have actual not just not and just dimensions, tall, right? Yeah, and they can move around. They can, it's um. Uh, that, that's huge. We felt there was an appetite for it. And I, I got to be honest and give full credit to Accounting Web because uh, they had had a conference uh, the year before we started and had done very well with it. And they weren't able to continue it. And so we said, you know, that was a great, we've been thinking about this. They did a great job of it and they sort of proved the case. And so we jumped in to say, you know, this there is a, a space for accountants to come together and talk about all the issues that matter to them and, and, and to focus very specifically on on growth, which we thought for, for us, that was the topic we think that is a big driver for a lot of accounting firms. We saw, maybe take a little bit of a step back, saw as people became more comfortable traveling and getting back together, out meeting up in person, uh, we saw some of the great accounting shows out there, and there really are some great ones. They became really big, right? One of the things was they came back and they wanted to be really big. And, and so, you know, you think of the engages and the scaling new heights, which I think there's, I get a lot out of those shows and really like them, but they're huge. Uh -huh. um, and we saw, and, and they have a lot there. Their size is one of their, the things that makes them great. 
but it also rules out some other things, right? And we thought, you know, a smaller, a little bit more intimate show where people have a lot more chance to talk amongst a smaller, more selected group of people. In our case, you know, we're looking at firm leaders and potentially future firm leaders who are looking to grow firms, you know, from, it will depend on your firm size, but, you know, anywhere from 7 million to 20 million to 30 million, whatever the case may be, because uh, you're looking to grow and you're looking to take it from that small firm size up to, just what is ends up being a very different level and a different type of accounting firm. And so we're aiming to have the show be all about that. And like I said, that that fits for a small group of people because then they can share, talk amongst themselves. It's all about the conversation, right? Everything we've been talking about is different forms of conversation, whether it's podcast or social media. And um, having that live in-person conversation, right? That's the, the the ultimate form of conversation is a literal conversation that you have, you know, in the in the corridors of a show. Um, so that's, that's, I got far afield of it, but You're good. that's what drove it was that sense of there's a need for that kind of uh, close interaction at a relatively small show where you have a chance to really talk to a lot of people and, and have in-depth conversations with people about uh, the issues that matter to you and the solutions that will help you move forward. And that was what drove us. And we started last year, did pretty well, and we're looking forward to this year as well. Yeah, you did. And I was very fortunate to, to be at last year. So I was very fortunate to actually get to speak a few times at last year and, and, and had a great time. Um, but what you said about the just getting together and even the the classrooms are great. You learn a lot. But the in-between sessions where you're just talking to people are as, and you said it, as important, if not more in, yeah. so, in my opinion. Uh, and I can specifically remember at the hotel last year in San Diego, being out on the balcony uh, having multiple conversations, meeting people I've never met before, and just learning things from them and feeling the sense of, really, they probably said it five times already, the sense of community with somebody yeah. that, hey, you know, yeah. And, and that's one of the things when you're with people, because as professionals, we, especially in the accounting profession, although that's the only profession I really know, um, but especially in the accounting profession, we always feel or often feel like this is something we're specifically dealing with ourselves and nobody else is dealing with this. And how come this other person has everything put together, but I don't. And then when you're out there, you find, okay, they struggle with this part of the tax code or they struggle with managing these people. And so do you see that getting together helps just from a, Hey, I really do belong to this community. Yeah. That's that's I think important. I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's huge, right? Because I mean, think about it: it's your accountants. Who do you spend time with? You don't spend a lot of time with other accountants. You spend a lot of time with your clients, who have no idea, right? Half the reason they hire you is they have no idea what you're doing and how it works and any of that. So there's a, I don't want to call it you know the sort of existential loneliness of the accountant, but there's an element of that, right? Of of am I doing this right? Am I having this problem because I'm doing something wrong or because I'm bad at this or why am I having this problem? Or how do I solve this problem, right, more importantly? And I think, as you say, when you go and you talk to everybody else, you say, oh, wait, we're all having this problem. This isn't me. And and if we're all having this problem, then we can probably all solve it. And I, I would say that to me is even more important. I, I mean, I think it's absolutely no question that that sense of I belong to a profession and all the members of my profession are like me and where we share the same issues and same concerns and the same goals and that sort of stuff. But I think the the element you said, you know, that uh, accountants a lot like other professions and it is in that case, but there's an also an element of where I think it's very different from other professions, which is that accountants will tell other accountants anything. Mm -hmm. They love to share what's going on with them because they want to make their profession better. I don't know if it's a conscious decision, but accountants will tell other accountants things about their business and about their how, how they're doing things and what problems they're having and how they're solving problems that in no other <laughs> profession or industry would people share that way, right? They would treat everything, all of this as, as 
proprietary information and they would never share. So we tell, ask an accountant, hey, tell me, show me your business plan. They'd be like, oh, sure, here it is. And they'll hand it to you and say, oh, this is how much revenue we made and this is how we broke it down. I'm not saying that they're giving away the store or anything like that, but there is a, a willingness to share among accountants that is wonderful. I mean, it's a, I think it's, I say it a lot. People probably heard me say this a lot because I, I, I'm constantly surprised by it and delighted. It's super helpful for me as a, as a journalist, but it's also to watch accountants share with one another and, and give each other uh, insights and information and tips and strategies and best practices and all that sort of stuff. It's amazing. And it's one of the things I love, uh, love most about covering the profession, uh, partially because it makes my job very easy. You know, I don't have to say, hey, would you tell me this and have somebody say, I'm not going to tell you that. That's crazy. Why, why would I share that with you? You know, that's how I make my living. Um, but accountants are uh, super invested in the profession and super invested in the success of the profession and the success of other accounting firms. And I think it's great. And as you say, when that's what comes out when you get together, right? The sense, one, I'm not alone because we're all sharing these, these issues. But two, we're all sharing solutions on how to solve and to move forward together. I, I agree completely. And one of the things that you just said about, uh, you know, the openness to share, sharing your knowledge is kind of a mantra of mine. It, because you're just going to help everybody and, and, and yourself at the same time. If I share the fact that I can educate on research and development tax credits, that's not going to stop me from getting more business. That's probably going to help me get more business because they'll understand that, hey, he's the expert. Or I'll say our project managers are the experts. I can just talk <laughs> about it. They actually do the work. Tri-merit. Um, it's full of experts. That's like Tri-merit's the experts. But when you do that, when you share, it, it just builds everybody up. Hey, I can educate somebody on how they identify saving $500,000 for a tax client. Now, they're not going to be able to do the calcs and everything, but they just now became a hero in that client's eyes because they just saved them, I'm picking a number, 500000 on taxes. So there's nothing wrong with that. It helps everybody. It helps the client. It helps the tax advisor. It helps us. So I agree completely. And then one other thing on that, because this ties in two things that you said. So social media, and sharing. So Logan Graph, I don't know if you're familiar with Logan, but uh, Logan's a YouTuber and on Twitter slash X. Um, <laughs> and I think he started last year, maybe two years ago, where he basically just goes through his financial statement, his personal business financial statement with everybody on YouTube. He's going to explain, here's what we right. did this last year. Here's the profit we had. Here's the hours we worked. Here's, I mean, all this stuff. And he's new. He, he started his firm recently. But there's so many people that talk about that episode that he puts out on YouTube yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and shares what they're going through. He probably gets advice from others from that too. So it's helpful for him. So yeah, I love that knowledge sharing part of things for sure. That, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It, it's, it makes everybody better. And it's, it is, and I think this keeps bringing us around to the, you know, it is easiest often it's easiest in person, right? It's just, it's easier to do or easier to get it started in person, right? It's easier. We say it's, it's not like accountants are just handing out their spreadsheets left and right and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you develop a certain amount of trust. Now, accountants tend to trust other accountants or other CPAs just because they know, hey, we all belong to the same profession. We went through the same test, et cetera. But you have that personal connection with someone that you've met in person or even if you've met them over, you know, over a podcast or a, a virtual call, you have a little bit more trust just from having built that relationship in person. And then you're able to then, uh, develop it, you know, later on. It's easier to email someone your financial statements if you've met them in person, you know, or easier to email them the, you know, their, your proprietary information when you've met them in person. You could say, I know this guy, he's not going to steal it and run me out of business. Yep. All right. So I think we've established the fact that how important 
uh, getting together in person is and how much that helps us with everything. I just want to go into a story real quick that what you said about Accounting Web and their conference from 2022, I think is when it was. Yeah, May of 22. Yep. Uh, Seth Feinberg was uh, running that. And I saw that conference too. And I had FOMO. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Why am I not there? How did I not know about this? Right. And, and so I looked at that, but then was very sad when I saw it wasn't going to continue because I had said to our marketing team, hey, we got to go do this one next year. We got to be part of this. And so what you mentioned that you looked at that as kind of setting the stage for how important it is to get together and the idea for the growth uh, forum came out of that. Same thing with our conference, Bridging the Gap Conference. The same idea came. I'm like, oh, there's a need now because unfortunately Accounting Web isn't continuing with this. And I honestly at the time thought, and there's a date available in May. Maybe we should take that date. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm glad we didn't. (laughs) We took the same thought. We're like, yep, that's a good time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I, I'm I am honestly glad we didn't have time to do it because we I think I started coming up with deciding to do that like three months before that date would have been there. Right. But we so we pushed ours back to August, now moved it up to July this coming year. But that need was there and I think it's been shown with you what your conference was last year with our conference. So let's just talk a bit about the two conferences and just what we're looking to do, you know, who we're looking to attract, and what we're looking for people to get out of it. Let's start with the, the firm growth form. All right. Like I said, it's in the thing. It's about firm growth, and it's about enabling that. And there's a sort of a, the more we look at this, the more it, it becomes clear that there is this, this cohort of firms that are looking to go from, you know, it's, it's two, three partners, maybe as many as five, five to seven million dollars worth of revenue. And that's how you can make a very comfortable firm out of that or anything smaller, make a comfortable living. And there's no need to grow larger than that. But there's a cohort of firms that are at that size that want to grow, want to grow significantly. And if they're going to do that, they have to change in fairly significant ways. It's a bunch of different things about technology and about how you how you hire and recruit people and, and, and bring them on board. It's really how you structure your firm and manage it and think about it, you know, and how you manage your partner group and, and manage accountability and all those sorts of things. There's all these changes that come into place when you want to go beyond that, when you want to grow from seven million to, to fifteen million, from fifteen million to twenty million, from twenty million to forty million. There's a set of structures and, and best practices and strategies and tactics that you need to implement and changes you need to make in the way you run your business. And that's sort of our overall focus is hopefully to give people the tools they need to be able to manage that transition in a bunch of different areas. So there's technology involved, there's management and corporate structure. Uh, and, and part of it is you really almost want to become a corporation as opposed to a partnership. You can still be a partnership, but you need to think a little less like a partnership and a little more like a corporation. Uh, there's elements of recruiting because we know that's a big issue for recruiting and retention, both big issue for accounting firms. Um, so basically helping them with all those all those things. We also have some other areas we're touching on uh, artificial intelligence, such a huge issue and so few of us know <laughs> where it's going to go or what it's going to do. That's something we're going to be focusing a little bit on because we think among other things, that handled properly, that can turbocharge some serious growth if you're willing to embrace it, work with, we've talked about, the need to get with AI before it tramples all of us, because if you're using it, you can do better. But so that's that's our focus, right, is to help firms take it to the next level, because there's a lot of great accounting firms out there that are very comfortable where they are, doing great business, serving their clients well, making good livings. But then there's firms that want to, you know, 
get bigger and, and grow. And not just for growth sake, but because for all the things that brings along, right? The, the bigger reach, more revenue, ability to do more things for your people. So we're looking to, uh, to enable that. And then at the same time, as we've been talking all through this, just get people talking, get accounting firms talking to other accounting firms, sharing their ideas. We love one of my favorite parts of the days was, you know, at the end of the day, we'd have these round tables where you just get a bunch of, you know, 10 seats. Uh, nine of them would be accountants and one of them would be one of our staff sort of just to facilitate it. But just everybody talking amongst themselves. And usually after about three minutes, the facilitator would just sort of sit back and be like, you guys are great. You guys are taking care of it. You talk amongst yourselves. And I think that's a. Uh, that's amazing. And they were sharing fantastic ideas. I was like scribbling ideas down furiously as they're listening to them. So um, that's uh, that's what we're at. So, uh, you know, and I fortunately, I'm glad that we didn't uh, have an overlapping dates because I went to, to Bridging the Gap last year and uh, it was great. And, I, you know, I think you, you cover some of the same ideas, but there's just a different feeling there and uh, just as great. Just as great. I'm not going to say it's greater than the firm growth forum. Just as great. They're two evenly matched, brilliant things. Fortunately, they never have to compete. I agree. Um, but I, you know, I don't know if you want to talk more about, about bringing that because I think people should know about that. Yeah. I, I'm, suddenly, I'm taking over like I'm the host. Tell us more about that, Randy. Randy's like, it's my show. Shut up. I've had podcast hosts get on here before and they take over, which I have no problem it's, with. It's so, so you hard can not take to. over all you want. Yep. Yeah. No, but plus you're so much better at it than I am. So it doesn't matter. So this would be from now on. Actually, I'm going to hand the reins to you. <laughs> I just talk faster. That's all. That's my one skill. I speak. You're actually slowing down today. This is good. <laughs> I'm trying. Everyone, every time I talk, some people are like, you are way too quick. Stop. Slow down. Anyway. Oh, I do the same. Because we get excited. We're passionate about what we're doing. So that comes through. Yeah. I, I'll just real quick. Everything you said. That's what we try to do with Bridging the Gap. It's just, you know, how do we be better overall as people and professionals and, and work less so we're not dealing with burnout and, you know, have a better work-life balance and manage our firms and AI and technology. And actually, we're going to add a little tax track to ours this year, just from a standpoint of that's really my thing as I talk tax. Yeah. Uh, so we figured, you know what, and Trimerit's thing, since Trimerit uh, foots the bill for a lot of this, we thought we'd get a little cool tax stuff in there. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Jordan Goodman is a salt expert out of mm -hmm. Chicago. He's going to just talk about salt. And, and honestly, he is an unbelievably great presenter. And that's the other thing. And you and I, I'm sure would agree. Hey, there's a lot of very knowledgeable people out here in getting that intersection between having great knowledge and having great presentation skills is the people we want because it right. keeps it entertaining. Right. Um, and so I know all the speakers you had last year were very entertaining. So I appreciated that. And, and so, yeah, very similar from the standpoint. Luckily, uh, at least two months apart this year. Last year was about three months apart. We moved ours up to July this year. So two months apart, but uh, looking forward to both. And, uh, um, um, you know, I, you're absolutely right the way you're describing the show. There's a lot of overlap, right, in terms of that, how to run a practice better and all that stuff. But one, I would say one, one of the elements of your show that I really loved, uh, and it's not the singular focus of it, but I think it's a neat accent to it, put it that way, is that you're, you have a great focus on sort of the human side of of all of this, right? It's important to grow. It's important to build a successful practice to serve your clients well, but it's also important to look after your own mental health and well-being and your employees' mental health and well-being and to, to remember that we're all people and, and that we need to be careful of ourselves and, and to be careful of those who work with us. I think that was a neat, as I say, it's not the singular focus of the show by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it's in a, a strong element of it. And I thought that was a, 
was very cool. Because in, in part, not just because it's nice, but because it's, it's <laughs> when it comes to recruiting and retention and, and all those sorts of things, it's hugely important, right, to make sure that you're you're not driving people out, right? You're not burning them out. That's that's a a huge problem, and and to be paying attention to that isn't just nice; it's super valuable for how you run a practice. Oh yeah, for sure. I appreciate you you pointing that out. It is a passion of mine, uh, uh, mental and and physical health uh, as well, because I think it's so important to us as people, but it helps us in our job, obviously. If we're burning out, that's not helping our clients at all. It's not helping us. It's not helping anybody we work with. So making that a uh, priority and, and actually even having a separate room at the conference that's a wellness room for the entire length of the conference, two and a half days, is something yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud of. It was great stuff. And uh, the one thing I wanted to point out what you said, because I wanted to talk about that, what you said, the end of the day, and that's what you call the wind down, right? Is that the, is that those sessions where it's a, not wind? wind. W-I-N-E, yeah. yeah. It took me the longest time to understand that when our, when our, our events team was like, they're going to have wind downs. I'm like, oh, you're winding down. And they're like, no, wine, like yeah. wine. And I'm like, like wind. No, <laughs> yeah. that, and they were great. They were great, and that's the the last thing I think we want to point out. Then is that fun is a big part of this, and yeah. and what you guys did was fun, and hopefully, hopefully we're gonna get uh, some Dan Hood karaoke this year at your conference. Is that going to happen? Oh, it, it, you can't stop it. It's gonna happen whether you want it or not. It's this. Oh, it'll be. That'll be nuts. All right. Well, I, I can't stress enough the fun aspect and the community and the knowledge sharing and the growth and everything else about your conference. I'm really looking forward to it. We're, as we sit, we're about three months away from it. So, uh, Dan, if anybody wants to find out any more about the conference, uh, where would they look? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they can go to uh, conference.accountingtoday.com. Uh, that have all kinds of information on on this year's conference. You can register, you can look at the speakers, you can look at the agenda, you can check out the venue, which is very cool. We're, it's a different hotel than last year. We're psyched about that. But uh, yeah, conference.accountingtoday.com. And that'll, that'll have all uh, all the information you need. And one last thing, and I wasn't going to ask this because you know, you've been on three times and I've already asked you multiple times, but I just thought about this. I want to ask you, you know, we I always ask a question about the fun things you personally do because we just talked about fun and, and we've got a couple of answers from you in the past. But the one thing is that you just had a really cool, fun thing is you did a, a, a trip to Tanzania. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was insane. That's a once in a lifetime kind of bucket list kind of a thing. That was very exciting. That was I, I cannot stress enough how much everyone should go to uh, to someplace in, in Africa and do a safari kind of thing if you can. Or just it's I just constantly kept saying as I looked around, I'm like, this looks just like like the nature documentaries, except I'm here. Like every time I looked at the nature documentaries, I'm like, oh, that's cool, but it's probably all fake. Probably all you know, it's puppets and CGI. But then you're actually there. You're like, nope, nope. That's what an elephant really looks like, and it's five feet away from me. Um, yeah, no, it was it was insane. It was the whole thing was uh, very briefly. My uh, my sister a long time ago uh, through work had been able to go on a like a two day safari for for she worked at a company that did a lot of international travel, and uh, my niece kept seeing pictures of this and saying, oh, "I would love to go on that. I'd love to go on it." My sister said, "Well, if you graduate from college, when you graduate from college." will uh, take in a safari and, you know, assuming as we all, it, it, my niece would never graduate from college. And even my niece was like, yeah, I'm not going to end up graduating from college. But then she did, which was great. Uh, so then my sister was like, Hey, so we got to go on safari. Um, so I'm like, well, if you're going, I'm going to, I'll come along. Nice. And it was, uh, it was, it was really magical. And so it's, it's just, 
it's really hard to explain how amazing it is. But when you when you're there in the place and you're like, this is just this is exactly what I would hope it would be, and, and more. It's very cool. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to put that on the list. We, my wife and I love traveling. That is not something we've actually talked about it briefly, but that's uh, I'm going to have to reach out for you for uh, advice on that. Uh, maybe someday we'll have to make that part of our itinerary. Absolutely. I do not get a commission, by the way, on any of that. So why, you know, I'm just saying everyone should go. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, again, actually, I have been hired by the Indian government. But... <laughs> All right, full disclosure. <laughs> um, all right, Dan. Well, again, it's always a pleasure. Thanks again for being on the Unique CPA. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today on the Unique CPA. You can find the show notes for today's episode and learn more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting app. And join us next time for more expertise and insights on The Unique CPA. Professionalproductions.net